Hey there, welcome to The Balanced Mompreneur, a podcast designed to help you grow in business, faith, and motherhood. I'm Cherie Sauer, boy mom, faith-based mompreneur coach, and owner of Heartfelt Mamas. Each week, I will be interviewing faith-filled mompreneurs and giving you tips and tricks to help you grow a profitable, sustainable business without burnout and without sacrificing your family. Let's get started. Hello, mompreneur friends. Today, I have Tiffany Coriel with me, also known as the pen name of Tiffany Tutu. Uh, we'll get into more about that. But um, Tiffany is a self-published children's author. And ever since she was little, she wanted to be an author. And it just kind of got pushed down like many of our dreams do. And eventually she decided to just go for it. So we're going to hear her story. Tiffany is actually going to be on the author panel for the Balanced Mompreneur podcast or for the Balanced Mompreneur Mompreneur Summit. So I'm really excited to have her here um, just to talk through some of the ins and outs of what it's like writing a book and self-publishing and why she chose that method. And just to give you a little behind the scenes, I was curious for myself and I thought it would be so fun for those of you out there who are also wanting to write a book to hear kind of a behind the scenes glimpse. So Tiffany, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, I would love for you just to tell us more about you for those of you who, for those of for those of you out there who don't know her, <laughs> stumbling <laughs> over my words tonight. Um, yeah, so tell us about you, where you live, about your family, all that good stuff. Yeah, so I live in Southwest Missouri. I've got three kids. I have a 15-year-old, a five-year-old, and a two-year-old, but she is almost three, so I'm going to have to get used to saying that. And um, yeah, I'm a pharmacist. And I still work um, one day a week is that, but other the rest of the time I am um, I am living the author life and loving it with my debut children's book that came out in um, earlier this year in the spring. So fun. Okay, so Tiffany, tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, what made you want to write a book all of a sudden? Where did that come from? Well, it wasn't all of a sudden. It was since second grade. I wanted to write a book. So in second grade, we got this assignment. Our teacher made everybody write a book and we could turn it in for an award if we wanted to. And so I wrote the book and I just fell in love with it from that moment on. And I remember my mom standing in our kitchen by our kitchen sink and saying, hey, if you want to write a children's book one day, whenever you grow up, you totally can. And I just uh, always held that sentence in my heart that she said to me. And as you know, time went on, I went down the, the pharmacy path and, and did that, and, but never lost sight of wanting to publish a book someday. And it really came alive for me whenever I had kids of my own. Um, my 15-year-old is my stepdaughter, and she came into my life whenever she was about seven. So she was the prime age of storytelling. Um, and so we would lay in bed and when I was putting her to bed and she just loved my stories that I would make up just on the fly. And it really rekindled that idea that I wanted to do it. So from that point on every year, I would make a, the to-do list of what to do that year. And it would always inevitably include write that book that I'd been wanting to write, <laughs> but it never happened. But whenever 2020 came and the world shut down, in the spring, I decided that I didn't want to look back at 2020 and to like not, I didn't want to cringe every time I heard somebody say 2020. I wanted to do something that would make me really love 2020. So I decided there was no better thing to do than write that children's book that I had always been wanting to write. And plus, I was getting ready to turn 40, <laughs> so it was extra incentive to get that done before I was 40, so uh, it was, yeah. I love that so much. I, I love that, um, just that, like, perspective of wanting something good to come out of 2020 and um, not letting that be the thing that was going to stop you, but it, it was actually a catalyst for you, so I just think that's yes. so amazing. I think it's so cool. Um, 
And Tiffany, I know you and I went back and forth on Instagram message, and this is how I learned more about you. But what really intrigued me is that you said you wrote a book with your son. And I was like, what? Because I have been trying to get my son and my husband to write a book together. Um, yeah. he, he's really good at like poetry and my son loves stories and illustrations. So um, tell us, like, what did that look like? How did that come about? Well, the book really kind of started as just being a book for my son. I thought I would write this book as something to check off my bucket list and also something that I could dedicate to him that he could have on his bookshelf. So at the, he kind of found his love for dinosaurs during quarantine. And so I decided to make the book about dinosaurs because I wanted him to obviously like the book. And then I just kind of used the things that we did during quarantine as a basis of what the dinosaurs did in our book. Um, like the, the little moments of life that, you know, everything slowed down once quarantine happened and we were all at home. And so I took notice of all the little things, all the little ways he played and the little ways that he thought during quarantine that usually I was too busy doing whatever to really sit down and notice. So um, the dinosaurs kind of go through the, a daily life of a, of a little kid of little things that you wouldn't normally look at. So on a spring day in 2020, uh, I decided to take out, I had a, a notebook that my mother-in-law had given me. She had always um, told me I needed to write a book also. <laughs> so I took that notebook and I took a pen while my younger daughter was taking a nap and sat down in the sun and uh, wrote the book. And my son ended up sitting next to me in the sunshine and playing his old dinosaurs there. And it was it was a great afternoon. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, I love it so much. Um, now did he help you actually like, did he come up with some ideas about the book or was it more that he was kind of just the inspiration behind it? Well, definitely he was the inspiration. Everything that he was doing that he didn't even know he was doing was the, what I was writing about. But what I noticed is that as I was you know, trying to edit the book and decide what words to use, I would say them out loud and he would always be around where I was at. And he started answering me and um, giving me his opinion about things. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, I really, I really do feel like he had a big hand in, in the book. That's so cool. And, um, Explain to us a little bit more about the, because the name of your book is what does your dinosaur do today? Right? Yes. Yes. So, um, take us through like, what is, what does the book do? So each page, it kind of takes, there's, there's four different dinosaurs and it takes you through a, the day in the life of a, of a child essentially, but through the dinosaur's eyes. So each page kind of gives you two options of things that your dinosaur might have done that day. And so it becomes an interactive book with your child, with the parent and the child. Like, for example, the first page is, did your dinosaur sit on a swing or build a fork fit for a king? So I, when I was writing it, I didn't even necessarily anticipate an actual interaction with it. But as I was reading it to my son, he was starting to choose <laughs> between the different things. So each page um, kind of gives a choice. You can, you can direct your dinosaur and what it is that, that he did during that day between a couple of different activities. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. I love it. My kids love those kind of books where they like it to choose what happens. Uh, yes. This is your book is on my Christmas list, by the way, for my kids. Um, yes. I just think it's like the cutest idea. Um, mm -hmm. And so they could literally like change the journey every time they read the book. Yeah. And sometimes my son does, he, he generally sticks. I mean, there's some pages that he's, he always is very positive. I mean, the dinosaur always builds the fort <laughs> on that page. So, but some of the other ones he's, you know, he's iffy on, he sways. So it's really fun. I feel like this book has, you know, I, I wrote this book from the perspective of a mom, obviously. And uh, so I made this book be something that 
I felt like the, not only the child would love to read again and again and again, but the parent also would love to read again and again. Cause I know that my son, you know, there are certain books that he pulls off the shelves and I'm like, Oh, body again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I didn't want, I wanted the parent to be like, Oh yeah, sure. So it's a, it's a short, sweet book and it has a nice component of laughter. You'll laugh during it. Um, the illustrations are adorable. There's something different that will stick out to you every single time. It's very, they're whimsical dinosaurs. They definitely are not the scary nature. And, um, and also at the end, it has a component of, of warmth and, um, just that it gives you that loving feeling, you know, in my mind, it's like the perfect book to read right before your, your son or daughter goes to bed. Mm, so. so fun. And along the lines of the illustrations, Tiffany, um, did you illustrate those yourself or did you hire somebody or how did, what did that look like? Well, I cannot even draw a stick figure. So no, <laughs> I did <laughs> Yeah, I cannot draw anything. So I definitely hired that out. I was very uh, blessed to be able to work with some local illustrators here in town uh, where I live. And so it was a really fun journey and process with them, just being able to work closely with them and really um, getting to hear each other's ideas and, um, you know, view of of what things should look like. So it was, it was a great first project. And originally, um, Originally, you weren't going to hire an illustrator or that was always kind of the plan? You were, Was that always your plan? To hire an illustrator? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. okay. I can't draw. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And how yeah. did you decide, like, how did you find them? How did you even go about that? Yeah. Well, uh, originally, I had considered hiring from an outside source. Um, there are uh, different companies that you can go through. Um, I think that there's a website called childrensillustrators.com that has a whole, um, like it kind of, you can match yourself up with an illustrator. You can, in other words, I mean, you're kind of interviewing illustrators for your book and and they're kind of interviewing you too. Like you can put the words that you have written um, out there and then, and they can view it and then they can kind of give you a sketch of what they think and you can hire them or not hire them if they want the job. Um, there's also people that you can hire from um, like other countries and that will do it for you. Um, that generally tends to be um, probably the cheapest way to go. And and I've seen some of their illustrations and I mean, just because, you know, I mean, they, they're good too. So. Um, but what I chose to do with mine uh, was that the, the people that ended up doing it, the local illustrators, happened to be friends of mine. And even before I wrote the book, before I knew it was going to be about dinosaurs, I had in the back of my mind thought for a few years, like, wow, it would be really, really awesome if I could write a book and have them illustrate the book. But they had never illustrated a book before. They've done, they have a clothing line, they have, they paint murals on walls and trucks and you name it, they've done it. Just never a children's book. So I didn't even know if they would be up for it. But I did end up, um, they were my first choice. And so I asked them and they said yes. They said that they had actually always wanted to illustrate a children's book ever since they were a kid too. So it was really the perfect match. Oh, that's so awesome. And I know um, I had talked to you about this before and you had said you weren't really sure if they could draw dinosaurs, but then they came out with a line of dinosaurs, right? Yeah. So I was a little hesitant to ask them just because we were friends and I didn't want them to feel pressured to say yes to me. Um, So I didn't know if, you know, if I should ask them, if I shouldn't. And then, so I decided to sit on it for a couple of weeks. I had the words and I thought, well, I'll just wait a couple of weeks until I pull any kind of trigger. And that was kind of the time that I started investigating the other websites of um, illustrators and the ones from other countries and think just to, just to see what was out there. Um, and then they ended up releasing a 
a line, their newest line of clothing, and it happened to have dinosaurs on it. And so it was the only confirmation that I needed <laughs> to go ahead and ask them and see if they would be willing to do the book. So the um, it's not the exact dinosaur that they put in my book. Mine's more whimsical than the ones that they put on the on the their clothing line, but it was. Um, yeah, definitely dinosaurs. And they, I asked them about them about it later. I was like, what made you like want to draw a dinosaur all of a sudden, you know? Yeah. And they said, they said they'd always wanted to draw a dinosaur. So. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I so love that really timing, timing and just mm -hmm. not like waiting to see like, is this the right choice? And then it's just like that confirmation. I love. Yes. Oh, well, gosh. and, and I mean, and during that time I was definitely praying about it. Um, you know, I think that's a big thing with your business, like bring everything to God, the little things, the big things, all the things. And mm -hmm. I mean, I think that that was part of it. He, he spoke to me through that. Um, you know, just, yeah, like you said, like how ironic that timing yeah, <laughs> that there was yeah. a dinosaur. So yeah, <laughs> not, not ironic at all. Right. <laughs> right. Well, not, not, uh, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. Yeah. Okay. So, um, how much did, like, how much does illustrations, you, what did it cost you? What's like an average cost? I just want to break this down and really get into the numbers of some of this for people who are considering, um, you know, hiring an illustrator for whatever they're doing. Sure. So whenever the lowest prices that I found were whenever you outsourced it to people that were in another country, um, those prices were about $30 a page. And then uh, like what mine ended up being was like $125 a page, I think. So, I mean, there, there's, you're talking a big difference and I'm sure that there's you know, artists that would charge even more or, you know, several people in the middle. So, I mean, I would, I would say you're looking at like my book is 30 pages. And um, so, I mean, you're looking at a fair chunk of change, but <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, and so for the total illustrations and everything for your, your book, what was the total cost of that? Um, there, oh, and you have to pay, I'm paid for edits also. So probably when all was said and done, it was probably somewhere around like 3,500 to 4,000, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so you can go cheaper potentially, or you could go more expensive, but for you, it was like, you just knew in your heart that that was the right, the right option for you. Yeah. I, it was for me, it was being able to work with people that I trusted and that I already knew for sure their work ethic. Um, it's really important for me to work with people that um, know and love God also. That's just like my personal opinion and or personal um, desire. So I knew that they their beliefs lined up with mine. And uh, so I always like to, to hire people like that. And um, I just knew they would be easy to work with. And, you know, I have their cell number. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then, um, when it came time to, cause you originally weren't going to publish, you had said you just wanted something for your son and, you know, just to kind of say that you did it. So what all of a sudden made you want to publish it and go down that route? Well, I knew I was going to publish it cause that was the only way to get it in a, in a book form. I mean, that I know of, you know, but okay. I wasn't going mm -hmm. to necessarily like market it. Got it. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, and then whenever the so whenever you put the put it into book form, they send you a proof copy. And so the first time I held it in my hands with the the words, the the illustrations, just in an actual book instead of just the electronic version, um, it just I just knew I just felt in my heart that what I had intended for just my children's eyes and our close friends was intended for so many more parents and kids to be able to enjoy. I, um, it would have been, I just knew that it, I needed to be able to market it and get it out there into the world. I think it's a really, a really cute book that's going to bring 
parents and kids together. I think it's one of those books that you're going to want to read over and over again. And it's something that your kids are going to remember in adulthood that you read this book. Mm, yeah. And I, um, I haven't read the, I haven't read the book yet. I haven't gotten my hands on a copy yet, but, um, mm-hmm. I know on the spinning plates podcast with Selena, she was talking about how there are sight words in your book. Uh, yes. and so was that intentional or like, how did that come about? No, it wasn't. It was a happy mistake <laughs> or not mistake, a happy accident, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, cause I, like I said, I was just writing it for my son. So I didn't have all the pressure of really what word should I use? What would work for anybody else other than just what I wanted my son to read. And then after the book came out, I started having some educators review my book and they kept repeating. They didn't know each other at all, but whenever I would get their reviews, they kept mentioning that it had, like, it was great because it had so many sight words and Honestly, I didn't even know. I don't even know what sight words are. I'm starting to learn now because, because my son's in junior kindergarten. So I'm getting an education on it, but, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, I didn't even have any idea. So it was, it made the, the process of writing my debut book a lot less stressful, a lot more fun because I wasn't so focused on those things. I think I was writing it for, you know, a completely different reason. I was just writing it from the heart and it's, Again, one of those things that, you know, um, I always say, people say, how, how in the world did you write the book in one afternoon? Uh, and I, I really, truly feel like it was like a, a God-breathed book. Like he gave me the words. It has nothing to do. It's not a, a religious book. You know, it doesn't mention anything about that. But I just feel like, you know, this was a dream that he did place in my heart whenever I was in second grade. And I feel like he is, he's still conveying his love for the kids and parents, like through my words, through it. And so it was, yeah. (laughs) So when you, um, when it came time to like actually publish, how did you decide whether you wanted to self-publish or go with a publisher or did did you always just know you were just going to go the self-publish route? I watched lots of YouTube videos about the pros and cons of each. And I would encourage anyone that's thinking about publishing a book to, to do that. There's, you know, thousands upon thousands of people's opinions out there. And most people feel very strongly one way or the other. And I think it just has to be a decision on your own, you know, for your own self, what you're wanting out of it. The self-publishing route is a lot faster because, you know, you're not having to essentially sell your book to an, a publishing company um, that like a book proposal, you're not having to go through all of those steps. And especially whenever it's your, if you are, it's your debut book, it's not, your name isn't out there. Um, it's going to, it's going to be a lot harder for somebody to pick you up probably. So I just went with the self-publishing route. I think it worked really well for me. I'm actually going to do it with my second book as well. And I don't know if I will ever change routes and go with a, um, a traditional publisher or not, but it worked out well for me the first time. Uh, you know, I wanted the book in my hands fast. I couldn't get it in my hands fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> Once um, I had been so patient since second grade. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, whenever I had the words and the illustrations, I really just could not wait to get it in people's hands. So the self-publishing was definitely a lot faster to do it you know, like that. I honestly couldn't, I, for me, I couldn't see a lot of um, cons against using the, the self-publisher. I think, you know, even traditional publishers, it's, it's not even really the publisher that sells the book per se, it's the author. Uh, You know, people identify with the author and a lot of times it's the, they're buying the author's ideas. It's the author that's representing the book that's the author that they fall in love with yeah and I, um, with regular publishing my understanding is is if a publisher picks you up they essentially pay you ahead of time to write the book 
I could be off on that, but I feel like yeah. that I've heard that before. So that's kind of the difference, yes. right? Is like they pay you to write the book versus yes. self-publishing. It's you're not getting paid. Like you're, it's all out of your pocket. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I mean, and if, I mean, so if you could get picked up like that and you were willing to keep doing the, the book proposals until somebody picked you up, then that would be, you know, great. Um, so I think it just depends on if you have, if you, if you have time, I just, I was too impatient, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm too impatient with my second book too. So maybe I'll be more patient with my third one and I'll do a book proposal <laughs> and see what happens. But yeah. yeah, it would be great to get a chunk of change, um, you know, from the beginning. I always say, tell people that um, if you want to become an author, don't do it to become rich. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've heard authors don't make very much money. <laughs> yeah, no, there's really not a lot. I'm not sure uh, how long it will take me to recoup <laughs> if I've invested, but that's okay. That's not why I did it. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I did it for other reasons though, but it would be nice to break even one of these days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, so how did you figure out, like, like how does the self-publishing method work like what do you do how does you know how did you figure it out what do you do how does it break that down for us so I went with a local self-publishing company I really like the idea of working with people that are in my area if at all possible um I just I, I feel like it makes it easier it makes it feel more like a smaller community that I'm working with, like a real, a real person, but there are um, actually, there's a million, well, I know about a million, but there's a lot of self-publishing companies out there. You can, you know, Google it online. I mean, it'll come up with a lot. I don't know the best way to investigate all of them. Honestly, um, you can submit your, your information to them and talk to them individually. And I think it would be just getting a feel for them. They're all going to have different prices, um, all different. They're all going to have different ways of, of working with you. I think you can tell pretty early on how they're going to be to work with. I, I contacted several different ones before I decided on someone that was local and um, it's just, whenever you have the meetings with them from the initial, um, for me, I could just kind of sense whether it was going to work out or not. So I would, I would suggest not just, not just going with one, like investigating several, or I think also the best, one of the good things to do is to talk to an author that has, that has self-published before, if you have, um, information and, or contacts like that, and just seeing, you know, if there's somebody that they used and if they had a good experience or a bad experience and reaching out to them, I think, um, you know, just somebody that's actually been down the road is a wealth of knowledge that you can't gain from anything else. So, and yeah, that's, so that's, that's, yeah. I was going to ask, what does a self-publishing company help you do? Cause I always thought that self-publishing meant you did everything yourself. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't realize you still had to go through a self-publishing company. So what do they do for you? Well, and you, you don't have to, if you want to do everything yourself, you can. Okay. I don't have a very good background in um, like computers, like uploading um, the, you know, the illustrations and the words, it would have been a nightmare for me to format that kind of thing. Okay. Gotcha. So, yeah. So if somebody out there has, you know, computer graphic know-how um, or they want to learn it, I mean, I'm sure that there's tutorials for everything these days. So you could, you could do it. Um, so I, for me, that wasn't, I didn't want to mess with that kind of headache. So I hired someone out and they'll do all sorts of different publishing companies will do different things for you. So some of them will have, you know, even in-house um, editors or or at least contacts that you can they'll have a list of contacts for you to um first people to edit your your things um some of them will even offer you some marketing um 
thing. I just went simply with, I just, I literally needed somebody to just upload my, my material. Okay. <laughs> so gotcha. that was what I used mine for. As far as the editing, since it was a children's book, if I had written a, you know, if anyone's looking to do a novel, I would definitely look at um, hiring an actual editor for it. Mine was a children's book, so it doesn't have a whole lot of words in it. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So I felt um, safe enough having several different people that did have, you know, English majors or things like that. Um, you know, editing my, my book like that. Also my self-publisher did give me some feedback on some things as well. Um, but so it, that's what I went with that. I didn't have to pay out for editing. So really what I paid was for somebody to upload, upload the book for me into. Okay. And what is the, what's the cost of that? Like, what do you have to pay them to do that? Do they get a upfront cost or do they get like a price per sale or how does that work? It, the one that I hired is just a flat fee and it was around, uh, I believe it was around $500, the one that I did. Um, and then they don't get anything from the book. I mean, essentially after it's uploaded, you, you part ways, they don't have anything invested in whether you sell one copy or 1 million copies, you know, they, they have their money. It doesn't make any difference. And, but there are ones whenever I was interviewing different ones, there are ones where you don't necessarily have the so much upfront cost, but they do take a percentage of, of your, your, um, your book sales from, you know, here on out. So they're all going to be structured differently. Okay. Gotcha. And um, so when somebody goes to purchase a book off of, do they purchase it off of Amazon? You're like, do you have a website? Where do they get the book from? So Amazon is the, is listed there. Yes. And uh, Barnes and Noble, really kind any online retailer that has books can list the book. I went through for my soft cover, I went through KDP, which is Kindle Direct Publishing. It is through Amazon. So what's nice about it is that you can print just one book at a time. It's You don't have to buy a big set number. You don't have to buy 2,000 books or 200 books or anything and have them in your garage. Um, people can, you can just, it's print on demand. So somebody orders a book on Amazon, they print it, they ship it to them. And so it makes it, you, you don't have to have any kind of, uh, you don't have to invest in any kind of money like that. And they'll ship it for you, which is easier. To, for, for me, it was easier than me shipping it out of my own house and trying to deal with, um, you know, I do have a website. People can like go to the website and like order the book from there too, but it's, um, definitely easiest to order it from Amazon. So they ship gotcha. it right to your door in two days. So, <laughs> well, and that's awesome that you don't have to be the middleman. Like you don't have to do right. all the shipping and all of that. <laughs> I mean, they yes. Yeah. They really, and I, I did investigate all of the different, I thought for a while, oh, maybe I will just, you know, package and ship. Cause I know another author that, that does that and it works well for her, you know, with everything in life, it's going to be different for each person, what they want to mess with, what they, you know, and, um, what works for them. For me, I didn't want to have to buy a whole bunch of books at one time and then try to figure out how to distribute them. It was easier for me to just have them be able to print one at a time. And then, um, my hardcover is through Ingram Spark and it's also a, a print on demand uh, they can also, so you can get the soft cover and the hard cover through Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And, and um, so that's, it's the same way with that. I don't have to have, you know, a whole lot of those in my garage where I can't park my car in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and it's, then does um, ADP get a percentage of the sale or does Amazon get a percentage of the sale? Like how does so, that work? Yes. Amazon does. So to, to publish a book on KDP through Amazon, there it it costs nothing. You you're out zero dollars. You can upload anything you want, 
and it, it doesn't cost anything. But what they do is, I, I think they take about like, it's about 65% of the sales and they keep it for their profit and then you keep the rest. And you can set your book price to anything that you want on Amazon. And it's very easy. I mean, you can even edit it as you go. You know, you can do it from day to day. You can run sales, different things. If you if one price isn't working, you can change it to another. It's it's very easy to navigate. The KDP app through Amazon is really easy. Um, and you can do an ebook through it, um, which has been pretty actually pretty popular on mine as well. And um, and you can make edits to it like once you know like right now I could decide tomorrow oh I want to change a picture in my book I want to change a word in my book and I could literally go in and just make that change and every book that was print every book that was ordered from then on out would be reflect that change <laughs> and yeah so that's crazy wow. yeah it is kind of cool but now Ingram Spark with the hardcover is not that way right <laughs> it's a little bit more <laughs> difficult so um, it's $50 to upload your book. And then once you approve that book, you'll uh, get like a, an, a digital version of it. If you approve it, then they'll send you the, like the hard cup, the actual, the actual book in the mail to your doorstep. And if you wanted to change anything at that point, you have to pay another $50. So every time you edit that book, it's $50. And it also takes a little bit longer for that change to be reflected in, in a book that somebody would purchase where um, KDP, it's less than 24 hours whenever wow. it would be um, edited and, and with uh, Ingram Spark, it's a little bit slower, but. So with the hardcover book, are, do you have to keep those ones on hand and ship those ones out through, or can do those no. still through Amazon? Yep. Those are still through Amazon and Barnes and Noble. I do have several hardcovers in my garage uh, just because I have some local um, businesses that carry my book. And also whenever I go to book readings and book signings and book events, things like that, I want to have those, you know, in stock. Gotcha. Um, I saw yeah. that. Um, I just saw your Instagram pictures that you were just doing like a, a signing or something. Yes. Was, yeah. It's been, it's so been hard. a busy month, actually. The last two weekends, <laughs> I was at a dinosaur museum for the public schools a couple of weekends ago. And then this last weekend, I was at a, a pottery place and reading my dinosaur book while they were painting dinosaur figurines. So it has been fun. I would encourage anybody that has a book in them to to write the book and just do it <laughs> because it has opened up so many doors that I wouldn't be able to walk through if I hadn't sat down that afternoon and just decided to, to do it. So. <laughs> yeah. And, um, do you have, like, are you finding those book signings or are people reaching out to you or does it go both ways? You know, it's been kind of mutual. Obviously you can't just be a sitting duck and not do anything for yourself and expect people to come to you. So I do try to get my name out there in my, uh, you know, I take my books to different um, businesses and bookshops in town and just let them know that it's available and that I would be thrilled if they would carry it. And I do let them know that I would be more than happy to do a book signing or book reading, anything. Um, and then, um, you know, some people say no, and yeah. then, but some people say yes. And so it's great. I think you just have to be willing to put yourself out there and you really have to be, um, you know, your own cheerleader. I think that is one of the biggest things that you don't realize whenever you start really any business. Um, you know, there's going to be days whenever you're the only one really cheering for yourself <laughs> and you just have to keep doing it and you have to, you just have to keep doing it and, um, and remembering, you know, why you're doing it and, um, cheering yourself on and, and, Anyway, 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's the, <laughs> I think I've seen, um, on Instagram before it's like the entrepreneurial journey. is like a, it's like a wave. It's like an ocean. It's like there's, you know, ups and there's valleys and there's dips and it's just, it's like all over the place. It's like one day you're, you know, on top of the world and the next day you're like, Oh, <laughs> um, and so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So I was going to ask, one more. Oh, okay. So you said you have another book coming out. Uh, you're working on your second book. So what does, what is that? Can you tell us? Yeah. So I didn't want my two-year-old daughter to be left out. So this next one's going to be dedicated to her and she is completely obsessed with baby dolls. So the next one's going to be called, what did your baby do today? Oh. And so it'll be um, kind of the the daily activities that she does in her life and the ways that she plays with her babies and um, just seen through the eyes of a baby doll. So, and I have the same illustrators, they are illustrating it. So I know it will be fabulous illustrations that go along with it. And I think it'll be, it'll be a great book too. And Aww. yeah, and then, then it'll be time to work on the third one and, and to infinity and beyond. So <laughs> Do you already have an idea for a third one. I'm not positive. I haven't okay. settled on it yet. Yeah. I don't but you know, know it's sure. there. Just hasn't. Come oh, I for sure know it's there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. Just landing on it. You know, the, it wasn't too hard to come up with the second one just because, you know, my son is obsessed with dinosaurs and my daughter's obsessed with baby dolls. So that yeah. was, that was pretty no brainer. So the third one, I'll have to, I'll have to think about it a little bit. I may have to get some public opinions. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. Ask, yeah. ask your audience. I'm sure that's right. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so total cost of this whole process, because you said it was around 4,000 ish for the illustrations and then 500 mm -hmm. for the self-publisher. Uh, mm -hmm. So was it around $5,000 total cost or was there more involved in that? I mean, for me, there was, for actually publishing the book, then yes, that would be about accurate. You know, it's the other things that, that add up as well. Like, um, I, I hired a business coach because I knew nothing about marketing. And once I decided that I wanted to market my book, I knew that I needed somebody to go along and, and teach me, um, the ways of the marketing world. And with social media, um, you know, I really had not been active on Instagram at all and just wasn't sure how to even use that platform in a, in a way to, to gain um, customers and get my name out there. So I hired somebody for that. So that was money. And then also, you know, there's um, for the, for the book signings and events, you know, there's the, there's the um, the tabletop banners and the, all those different things. And I have a, some merchandise. So, I mean, it, when all is said and done, I have more than 5,000 involved in this book, but the actual book itself was, yeah, probably about 5,000. Well, and the thing that I love is it's, it's not just about the one book, right? Like it's in a, it's a lifetime investment. Oh, sure. So, I mean, a lot of those things were like the business coach, like she's taught me, I would have done that just for myself. Like I don't even necessarily count the cost in the book because I just needed that for myself. And I needed somebody to encourage me and just, you know, that was just like a personal growth type of situation mm -hmm. that I love. Um, you know, and my, my next thing is that I want to, get good at taking pictures with a like an actual camera so <laughs> <laughs> you don't have any professional photography done well I mean yes I do but that costs money so I would like to be able to like just do it myself so oh I see what you're saying like you want to do yeah. your okay okay gotcha yeah I that's like, you my... meant, like okay yeah yeah that's <laughs> yeah I mean that's great I love it when people take my pictures but um I would like to learn how to take pictures myself. So that's my next um, investment in myself that will also help with the, the book journey and, and things like that. Cause people are always needing photos these days. It seems like so. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, you are just like 100% willing to invest in yourself. And it sounds like without much hesitation, uh, is that accurate? 
Oh yes, completely. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, that's, it's never, it's never been a hang up for me. <laughs> um, I just think that it's so important to, to take care of your, your inner being, your outer being, all of it. Um, there's not, you know, and I, I'm glad that I'm in a position where I, I can, but I think even there's ways that you can do it, even that, you know, doesn't include money that you can invest in yourself. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, my birthday gift to myself every year is learning something new or, or doing something that's, that I'm not comfortable with. Um, so like when I said I was getting ready to turn 40, so that was kind of the book. I had never written a book before. So that was what I did for my 40th birthday. Um, when I turned 38, the thing that I did that year was I wanted to learn how to, um, to build a, not necessarily build a website. It wasn't a very good website, but <laughs> at that point it wasn't, I decided I, I did realize I needed to actually hire that out to <laughs> get a really good one. But, um, but I did, I investigated, you know, how to, how to build a website. And so I did that for my 38th birthday. And I don't know, I just pick something like that every year. It's, it's kind of a fun thing that I do to prove that I still can do things. So <laughs> that's really cool. I, I've never heard anybody say that, that they, yeah. I'm always like, send me to the spa where I can oh, well. relax and nobody, you know, nobody's talking to me or bugging me. <laughs> well, I do that too. <laughs> but I, I am also a, like, I just love personal development and, um, uh, yeah, but I just love the idea of like pairing that with your birthday of like, okay, what do I want to learn? What's like, what's next on the agenda? So yeah, you have to start thinking early. So I usually think a couple of months early to decide what it is that that I'm going to do. And then usually by the time my birthday rolls around, I'll have it somewhat accomplished. So, oh my gosh, yeah. I love that so much. And what a cool <laughs> birthday um, gift here. Yeah. Your first yeah. published book. Um, so yes. you started writing that in the spring of 2020. When was it like all ready to go? We're in your hands. The spring of 2021. So it took a year. Okay. okay. Yeah. I think, um, well, I said my second one would probably go faster, but it's not. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, my illustrators are really busy. So okay. they, but they, um, I think it'll be the spring of, of 2022, whenever it's probably set to, to go out for sure. So I don't think there'll be any problem with that, but that's kind of my goal to release a book every year for, you know, maybe forever. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And we forgot, I forgot to, um, so tell us why do you have the pen name Tiffany Tutu? So on Instagram, oh, yeah. you were Tiffany mm -hmm. Tutu, um, kind yeah. of everywhere you're Tiffany Tutu. Where did that come mm -hmm. from? So my kindergarten teacher, she had a nickname for me and it was Tiffany Tutu <laughs> and it just kind of stuck with me. Uh, I don't know if you have like your favorite teacher, the teacher that sticks out to you in your head. And she was always it for me. And so um, I was just, it, the name just never left. And then whenever I built the website and when I was 38, I actually, I was like, oh, what should my website name be? And I was like, oh, I'll just do tiffany22.com. And so I had that and it was, um, I have a, it's a blog. And okay, I was going to ask, what was the, mm -hmm. you weren't writing books yet. So what was the website? Right. Before? Yeah. Well, it was, I, I mean, it was a blog and honestly, I, um, I, it's, people can go to tiffany22.com now and it's fabulous and it's fine because people edited it, edited it for me and like <laughs> made it look prettier. But, um, the one that I created wasn't quite as fabulous, but anyway, I did, I blogged, um, a little bit here and there. It wasn't super consistent, but it definitely got my, um, you know, my feet in the water, but, and then, uh, whenever I wrote this children's book, originally my first proof, copy that I have here at home, it still says my, my real last name, Tiffany Coriel. But as I was uh, working with my business coach and I had kind of in my head kind of thought about using Tiffany Tutu, just something fun because it was a children's book. And um, she said, yeah, go for it. And so that's what I did. So Tiffany Tutu. And I, I've heard there's a few kids that I've heard feedback. It's their favorite part of the book is whenever they get to read my name. <laughs> 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 oh, 
And I do really love a good tutu also. I, um, I have an embarrassing number of tutus that I bring to all sorts of gatherings. If there's any kind of birthday or shower or any kind of celebration, I'm going to be bringing a tutu. So oh actually for my, for my 40th birthday, all of my friends threw me a surprise birthday party and they all wore tutus because oh, they knew I yeah. love tutus so much. So. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. I don't think I've ever put on a tutu, tutu oh, ever, well, ever in my life. <laughs> I, I can, I can help you fix that. Oh my gosh, that's so I'm a boy mom and I, I'm also kind of like, probably, I don't know, I'm girly, but Mm-hmm. People used to call me a boy, uh, a tomboy when I was younger. So, oh yeah, um, <laughs> no <laughs> one has ever accused me of that. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh! Well, they're fun. You should you should order one, and you might surprise yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to, and then I'm just yes. gonna like tag you and yes, Instagram. <laughs> yes. Yeah, definitely do it. Yes. Oh, so fun having you on, Tiffany. Um, Let's wrap up with a couple questions here. So what do you do for self-care? Well, I get facials every month. So that is nice. I make sure I make the appointment um, for the entire year in at the beginning of the year. So in January, I just book one out every like four weeks. And then I don't have to even think about it. It just, I just go. And so that's really nice to be able to do that as far as the outside goes. Um, and then the, I really like to exercise. So I try to get up before the kids get up and get, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, whatever it is that I can work in before they get up. Um, it just makes me feel like I did something for me at the very beginning of the day because anybody that's a mom knows that the kids are super needy (laughs) all day long. And so if I just know that I did something for myself at at the first part of the day, then I can usually meet their needs a little bit better and be a little nicer about it. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's about, and I really like to read. So if I can ever sneak away and just be alone and read or really just alone in general. Um, I'm an only child, so I really enjoy not um, being around people sometimes. I'm a people person also, but like I just sometimes need like 30 minutes of nothing. Um, About 30 minutes is all I can get these days with my little kids. So (laughs) you know what's so funny is I did a survey when I still had the gift boxes. Um, I did a mm-hmm. survey for, I think it was for Mother's Day. And I was even like surveying for the boxes and asking like, you know, like what's something that you want to be able to do? And a ton of people said, I just want to be able to go sit and read a book by mm-hmm. myself without any interruptions. And it, and it needs to be not a book about self-development, not a book about parenting, <laughs> but just like a book yeah. that I can just get lost in. And so yes. uh, I think that like desire, whether you enjoyed books when you were younger or not, but that desire just to be like, oh my gosh, to have the time and the like peace and quiet to be able to do that. <laughs> yes. And uh, not feel like you should be doing the laundry instead. I think that's so hard for moms not to feel like they should be doing a million other things instead. So yes. Oh yeah. my gosh. The, the, it's a saying, um, like stop shitting all over yourself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, Okay. Do you know what your Enneagram number is? I do. I'm a three. So. Okay. Yep. I'm an achiever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really good that you are, um, cause a lot of threes have a hard time with self-care. And so, um, I'm just like, so fascinated that you just, it's really obvious that you like, you know what your body needs and, you know, you schedule it out and, um, and, but you're also a high achiever. So I love that, that you um, make yeah. that a priority. Yeah. I think once you start taking care of yourself, because there's been seasons when I haven't, I mean, I've not always been so good about it, but once you realize how much better you function, whenever you do take care of yourself, I think you won't go back. You know, you do make it and everybody, my husband wants me to, he knows I'm a happier 
better person whenever I get to do the facials or I get the 30 minutes to read a book or, you know, I, he, he's really good about helping get the kids dressed in the morning so I can finish off the exercise class if he, if I need to. And so it's, yeah. um, yeah, I think, yeah, I people, think that's the, mm-hmm. yeah, the biggest thing for people is that guilt. And it's like, but when you, when you understand how it actually helps your family instead of mm-hmm. taking away from your family. Um, and I think that's the biggest hang up that, that people get stuck on is they think it's taking away from their family when it's like, no, yeah. it's adding so much to your family. Like you don't yes. understand. So. Yes. I would say, give it a try Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and then see. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. And then last question, what is one piece of advice you would give to a fellow mompreneur? So it could be business advice, mom advice, anything you got, whatever is on your heart. Yeah, man, there, there are so many things, but, um, probably one of the things is just never lose faith, um, in the, in your dream and never lose faith in the one that gave you that dream. Mm. So yeah, there's going to be, you know, a lot of things that come at you and you're going to question if this is the right thing. Um, if you're crazy, (laughs) there's, you know, a lot of days that I wonder, I wake up and wonder what in the world have I done? Like, what am I doing? Like, does anybody even care? (laughs) Because in a lot of ways I've turned my world kind of completely upside down with this, um, author life. And, um, but, you know, I think sometimes that's just, that's uh, that self-doubt that comes in um that we just need to if we can just stay firm in the faith that we know that this dream was something that was birthed in in ourselves specifically and uniquely given to us um by the one that gives gives the best dreams then then I think it helps us hang with it in the long run so Mm, I love that I'm gonna um I'm gonna use that quote what it was never lose faith in your dream and never mm-hmm. lose faith in the one who gave you that dream. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to put that quote as your, like when I, when I do your Instagram promotion for this, because I love that so much. Oh, uh, yes. So, so good. Uh, oh gosh. So good, Tiffany, such a good conversation. Thank you so much for um, just opening up and giving us a, a behind the scenes glimpse into what it looks like to write a book and to self-publish and to follow your dreams um, and not letting, you know, money or technology or any of those things <laughs> get in your way or COVID. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yes, nothing. Yes. Yeah. Such an inspiration um, to so many moms out there who feel like they have to wait until their kids are gone or, you know, whatever it is. But if there's, if there's a passion dormant in your heart and it's there and it it won't just go away it's not just going to go away and so Mm -hmm. um I think you're just such a good example Tiffany of what that can look like and really leaning into um you know that unique gift that God gave you so yes and that's that's one of the reasons I wanted to to write this book because and the reason that I even promote it and promote, you know, Tiffany Tutu, because I want people to look at this and not, and not for the fact of saying, oh, I'm, you know, Tiffany Tutu is so cool, but I want them to instead be inspired to go after what it, whatever it is that makes them cool, Yeah, <laughs> you know, whatever it is that's in their dream and for them to see that, you know, it's working for, for me and it can totally work for them too. I think every single person has something in their heart, um, that they, that they need to be doing. And I just want them to do it because the world needs you. Yes. Oh, me too, Tiffany. That's why I do what I do. I I know it's great. Yes. Yes. Uh, I just like, it's like when I hear somebody has an idea or thought and you know, they're just like stuck in doubt or guilt or whatever it is. It's like, Oh, if you can just like get over that, that all mm-hmm. that junk, like there's so much goodness on the other side of that. So, yes. um, yeah, so happy to have you on. I'm so excited for the balanced mompreneur summit coming up and, um, yes. women to be able to get on there and just get to talk to you and see you face to face. And, um, yeah, you're such a, such a light and inspiration, Tiffany. Thanks so much for coming on. Oh, thank you. It's been so much fun. Thank you for having me. You're welcome.
Thank you so much for joining today's episode. I'm so thankful to have you here. And I just want you to know that God did not give you the gifts and the passions and the desires in your heart for you to feel overwhelmed and stressed, for you to be grumpy with your kids. We've all been there. I have been there. But I want you to know that God has equipped you with the ability to work from rest instead of stress. For the ability to find balance. And it's not about perfection. And it looks different for everyone. And I want to help you get there. I want to invite you into my free Heartfelt Mamas community. A space where we grow together in business, faith, and motherhood. And if you are looking for a little extra accountability, join us in the Mompreneur membership where we meet three times a month. For more information, you can follow me at Heartfelt Mamas on Instagram or Facebook. You can go to my website at Heartfelt Mamas. That's H-E-A-R-T-F-E-L-T-M-A-M-A-S dot com slash community. I can't wait to chat with you next week.